Welcome to the Foodie with a Life podcast. My name is Christina Conrad. This podcast is all about prioritizing your quality of life. It's about grinding less so that you can be more present and grounded. It's about fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, which means taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, and doing activities that give you energy and joy. It's about surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you. And above all else, taking a little time to rest. Together, we're thoughtfully doing less and feeling better. Welcome to the tribe. I'm really glad you're here. Before we begin this episode, I want to let you know that the Foodie with a Life live cooking classes are back in session. And if you're new to the virtual format, let's talk about how it works. So you'll log on at 7 p.m. the evening of the class. You can cook along with me, although let's be honest, most people don't because their kitchen has already gone through or is going through the dinner routine that is this crazy life. So think about it as your time to pour a little something and put your cozies on and chill. I cook live and it's super dynamic. Participants ask questions in real time. We talk through substitutions, ideas for leftovers. We talk through all of it. Tell jokes. It's a great time. Is it a cooking class? For sure. But it's also more than that. As you know, Foodie with a Life is about quality of life, which is always bigger than food. It's always about intentionally doing less. On Wednesday, October 19th, I would love for you to join me for the cozy dinner cooking class. I'm going to teach you how to make ribolita, which is a vegetarian Tuscan soup. It's soul nourishing and it's packed with vegetables. And we're going to top it with artisan crunchy cheese toast. It's amazing. I'll talk through substituting ingredients so it fits for your family's flavor preferences. For example, I heard from someone that their family doesn't love beans. I have a solution for that. Tune in and I'll help you stay true to the core of the dish, but still make it your own. On Tuesday, November 15th, I am so excited to bring back the class Holiday Sides to Healthy Lunch. We'll be making inspired holiday dishes that are simple, delicious, and leave you feeling great. Plus, they're the kind of side dishes that double as a healthy lunch with the addition of a few accessories. It's a win-win. Links for both classes are in the episode notes, and I hope to see you there. Sarah Weger, or Weegs as her friends call her, is a wife, a full-time mom to their four-year-old daughter Hudson, and the owner of Hey Weegs, a greeting card company. She founded Hey Weegs a few years ago after becoming a mom and finding herself diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety. As part of her healing and as the former graphic designer that she was, Sarah began creating the cards that she wished she had received during those times. Cards that address the hard things people might be going through without the unsolicited advice or trite cliches trying to fix it. Today, Sarah has created nearly 100 designs, ranging from what she calls cards for sucky situations, cards for moms, which is her sweet spot, and just plain funny go-to cards for things like birthdays. In this conversation, I really try to dig into what it means for Sarah to be a business owner, to launch a business, to be with her daughter full-time, And what that means from a priority standpoint, from a time standpoint, I think so many of us are living lives behind curtains or, you know, closed doors, like relatively in a silo. You hear these kind of general things about people being exhausted and overwhelmed and just generally burnt out. And I think people are kind of going, yes. (laughs) 
And I just think it's interesting to kind of open someone's door and hear what is your life like? How do you run a business, you know, full time and are with your daughter and try to be present? And, you know, what does that mean? And also, what does that mean that you deprioritize? Because I don't think that it means that you just take on more because that that's going to be a losing battle. You, you know, you have to put some things below the line, as they say. And I think that's healthy. I'm really excited about this conversation with Sarah. Her greeting cards are so fabulous and so hilarious. I have bought many and given many, and I just think that they are stellar. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> Yay, me too. I love the fact that we're doing this at 6 a.m., by the way. This yes. is amazing. <laughs> of course, because we're momming. So yeah. all of a sudden, that's your meeting time. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even bat an eye to it. We're, we're on like, East Coast time, girl. I know, right? Yeah. Getting shit done. We're like eye bankers. That's what they do, right? <laughs> Start at 6 a.m. I don't yeah. know their hours. I would just. Uh, I have no idea either, but that's. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I want to know so much about you and your life. Um, tell me, we'll start with Hey Weeks. So okay. when did you launch your brand and what was happening at the time that this path really spoke to you? Because you were doing something different at the time, right? I was, well, I was on hiatus from doing something very, well, a lot different. Um, so I actually am coming up on my third anniversary for Hey Weeks, which is nuts. On Girl, you have yeah. gone so far. Oh my God. Wow. It's insane. I was like, yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I should do a recap post. And I'm like, oh, I start putting notes together. I'm like, wow, this has been quite a fun journey for me. But um, yeah, so three years ago, 2017, well, before this, I became a mom in 2017 at the end of 2017. And uh I was very burned out of my graphic design freelance career. And I, I had my own business. I've always wanted my own business. I just, I've always known that, that I wanted to run my own thing and have that autonomy and creative room. Um, but when I became a mom, I was also diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, super fun. Uh, and I actually think I might've had depression before becoming a mom. And so that, I mean, flipped everything upside down. And so fortunately my husband, you know, his job and his support made it possible for me to just take a break from going back immediately. Like I thought I would. And I just took some time off to of course heal and do therapy and all that. And, um, but what I realized during that time is that like, you know, once I sort of like came out with my diagnosis to my family and friends, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was hard to, <laughs> it was a hard realization that like, we don't really know what to say to each other when we're struggling. Like we just don't often have the words or we don't want to say the wrong thing. And, um, you know, I will forever be grateful for the people that said something, you know, and tried, even though it might've been wrong or it might not have been helpful, but, but I realized there was an issue there. There was a gap in it, just that, you know, knowing how to be there for someone in a way that's actually helpful and not trying to like force fix their problem and offer this like unsolicited advice and all these like trite cliches. There was just this gap and I was like, holy shit. So then I started as kind of part of my healing and as therapy, I finally picked up the iPad that my husband bought for me like two years before, you know, and I just started drawing, uh, 
you know, things that I wish I had heard in a card, like, and it was kind of like my snarky response to a lot of these things. Like the first thing I designed was like, you know, <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you want to drop kick everyone who says it makes you stronger. <laughs> and it felt so good to like put that down on paper. And so then a couple of people saw them and they're like, oh, that's pretty funny. You know, like that's, they, it became like a very intentional mission for me to make those cards. Like it became sort of like an obligation because I realized there weren't those cards out there really. And so it became very intentional. And, and even before that, like for years before I would start making cards, like for like, I remember the first one, my, my sister was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Turns out there's not a whole lot of thyroid cancer cards out there. So like I made one and it like made her laugh and it was super specific. And I just love that feeling of like reaching someone like to their core. And, uh, so all these things kind of added up, you know, but, um, but yeah, that's what was happening. So I launched almost three years ago, what, 2019, whatever year we're in, uh, and just hit the ground running with it. I am a Haywigs user, <laughs> right? Like active, <laughs> <An> ambassador. <laughs> uh, yeah, active ambassador. Yeah. And, uh, I have, I have found that even if I don't send a card, I feel as though I'm referencing your cards sometimes in my head when people, oh. when something comes up, it's also educated me to be able to say, you don't have to say the right thing. You don't have to, you know, do anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like, I'm here. I see you. You're doing yeah. a great job. It's more than a card. It's like an education for, for both. I, that just like fills my cup. I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me that. That's awesome. I mean, and that's the goal too. It's, it's just reminding myself, you know, from, and putting myself back in that time and just any hard time and thinking about like, you know, what makes you feel good even, and and it could be the simplest thing, just even someone saying, I don't know what to say. God, this is so hard. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. That is like, so powerful because you are, you're taking up space in their life when they need you to take up space in their life, you know? And, and it's like, it's always so much better to say, I don't know what to say than to say nothing. Um, so that's really cool to hear. Cause that's totally the goal is just to make it easy for people to do that. Tell me about the life, like day in the life of you. So people get to only see the highlight reel of seeing your business be successful and reaching all these people. I would love to just kind of pull back the curtain and say, Sarah Weger on a Wednesday as Hey Week's owner, what does your day look like? I am so glad you're asking this because we don't talk about this stuff enough. And I feel like it's so refreshing to hear someone say, especially like a full, I'm a full-time mom. Like I I have a four-year-old, you know, uh, and it's just, it's so nice to hear someone say, this is really freaking hard to start a business and to run a business and to grow a business. Like, yeah, there's not enough talk around this. So thanks for asking this. It is okay. Typical Wednesday. Um, I get up way too early thanks to a type of insomnia, which is, but what time? Like I want, I want to see. (laughs) You want like specific specific. Okay. Yeah. I Uh, mean, for some people, 7am is way too early. And I know it's before that because girl, you're trying to set a a. 6am podcast interview with me. So fantastic. Uh, okay. I will wake up honestly, like anywhere between like three 30, I would say most of the time, like four ish. 
and I'm, I'm up by like four 30 almost every morning, but I love it. It's like my quiet and we go to bed early. So it all, it's fine. Um, yeah, I just, as of three days ago, started working out for the first time in a while. So like trying to work that into like either the early morning or while my girl's at preschool, but otherwise most mornings I get after it. Like I, I wake up and I feel like if I'm at my desk at home by five, like that's, I'm on track for the day. Um, I have started like a journaling habit this year, which I'm super happy with. Like it's just, you know, one line a day, what am I grateful for? And that has, you know, formed this other, like a bigger writing habit of journaling in the morning. Um, I will usually after, after I do that, I'll check on any orders I need to fulfill. I'll check on, um, my website, make sure that's up to date. I'll, I off, I have a once a week accountability group call also at 6am to make you feel a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a random mix of all the behind the scenes stuff, right. Before I even like post anything to Instagram or before I, you know, send an email out, like, it's just all the little things that need to get done. I, I try to get those done before my daughter wakes up around six forty-five seven. Then it's, you know, from seven to like 9am, it's just the whole morning routine and the drop off and coming back, maybe some errands. And then I have about like 9.30, 9.45 to 12.30 to get after it again. And that's usually when I, I work on like a bigger task. Like right now it's my wholesale catalog. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, design that, lay it out do all the fine, you know, all the little tweaks that I need to get done with that. I have to get that printed. I have to order that, do some wholesale outreach, like research local shops, get their email addresses. Like that's my focus right now is just building out the wholesale side. And there's a lot of moving parts with that. Um, I'm also running a community, just send the damn card where we get together once a month, you know, cause you're in it and you lead our meditation sometimes. And it's amazing. Um, and with that, you know, I try to send an email out like once a week, just, you know, with what's coming up for the month or highlights from our community, uh, printable. I mean, I have to create all the content that goes into that. So there's a lot of moving parts there. And then I pick up my daughter from preschool, <laughs> we come home, try to be a, a present mom. And then, you know, that might be like social media responses in between, maybe calling, texting people back laundry, straightening up the house. Like it, it really is. I get those two chunks, like early morning, late morning. And then my family time, I could be so much better about being like fully present, but I try to just have, you know, as soon as Ryan gets home from work, like around five, five o'clock, it's, it's, that's our family time. It's hard you for just me. Like segment it or is it just, you know, moments when you need it or feel it or I will, I mean, like a day off to me is honestly, like, I love, I love my business and I love working on it. And so like a day off is just being able to like get in a creative flow with it. Like, I love that. I'm actually, I, I did book myself an overnight, like a, so two nights this time, I'm going to go to Bainbridge Island in a couple weekends, uh, just because I, I really need to like catch up on my wholesale stuff before my next, for my show. And so like, that is going to be both time off and like necessary work time. And I highly recommend it by the way. If yeah. I love that idea. That, like whether you have a business or not, it's so great. It's such a good thing. 
Yeah. I feel like I would need to bring like a copywriter with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, part-time copywriter with me on call. Yeah. yeah. And just listening, taking notes. I mean, yeah. Some people are like, how do you do that? Aren't you like bored and lonely? Which I, I get it, but no, I like, I love that quiet, creative time and just space to zone out. And actually you get into a rhythm with something, but then it's, oh, okay. Ari's up Uh, or, oh, Eddie's home. You want to actually like hear about his day. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to get in a flow. Totally. I mean, I think um, it takes 90 minutes or something to get into that flow state. And that's all. I mean, I feel like that with my business, it's like stolen moments. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like as soon as you get kind of set up. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> never mind. Pick up. Totally. We'll yeah. Keep going here. It's probably, okay. I mean, would you say like 98% of the time is behind the scenes versus like, like what percentage is it for you? Oh, so much. I mean, yeah. even when I host cooking classes, 90% of the work has happened behind the scenes. And even mm-hmm. like, even for in-person cooking classes. And then same, like with menu planning clients, like I do so much work on the back end. Yeah. Have it be successful for people. I mean, mm-hmm. 85% probably before yeah. I can deliver a quote product. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like it's even low. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I it's it's just funny because people were like, oh, I, you look like you're killing it. I'm like, I have not designed, I'm not ready for like holiday stuff. I haven't designed, like I probably spend 2% of my time actually being creative, like on the iPad and creating designs for cards. It's, but I love it. <laughs> like I love, but I think, I mean, you know, the more, the more I read about different businesses and entrepreneurs, I mean, I think that is pretty typical, you know, the, yeah. the, be- the better your business is going, the further away from like the creative design stuff totally. you are because yeah. you're deeper into the business. Right. That's like a marker of success, but you're trying to like oil the machine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I listened to, uh, Steve Madden talk about yeah. launching his brand, which by the way, is a freaking crazy story. If you ever really? get a chance. Yeah. It's, Was it on like how I built this or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's fascinating. I thought this was like, so lovely to hear, especially from a man. Cause you don't hear this from men very often, mm-hmm. but he kind of gets to the end of the story and Guy Raz is like, you know, what role are you in the company now? And he's like, honestly, I'm a great cheerleader. Mm. I like design, but I love cheerleading. And so that's basically like, I'm kind of the CEO of cheerleading and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be like looking at the PLs every day. He's like, I don't want to yeah. be in charge as a CEO or a CFO or whatever. Like that's, that's amazing. That's not really where I'm, I shine. And good for him because you feel yes. like you, like no one really tells you that it's okay to not do all the things. Like it's totally would, fine to build yeah. a brand and then to stay in the place that you felt the happiest. And I right. just never hear that. You know, you hear people right. like stretching to be now the CEO of whatever they've built, and it's right. whether they're happy there or not. And you just never hear people say like, "I don't want to live there." Yeah, I yeah. Live back here, which is the reason why I started my company. Yep. That's cool. That's where I want to get to eventually just be the, like, maybe like the creative director, you know, mm-hmm. totally and, like, come up with the ideas and have a team like rally around and brainstorm together and just have a happy hour and whatnot, you know, and just yeah. have it be fun. Like that's, that's where I want to get to. Yeah. Bobby Brown did a version of that when she sold to, I think Estee Lauder, she oh. became the director. It, I, she was the, she was the creative director for a long time. 
you know, at the end of the day, she's like, I liked, I, I like being the boss. I don't want to, I don't want to answer yeah. to anybody. I like being the boss. <laughs> I also super respect that. And I personally think we need to normalize the idea of deprioritizing things because mm -hmm. as you already said, like your shower is dirty or there's, you know, laundry that's <laughs> unfolded. I mean, story of my actual life, <laughs> a, la a laundry bin in my yes. living room. Yes. Um, sometimes it's dirty. Sometimes it's clean. You got to ask, right? <laughs> is it pass or spell pass? Yes no? um, what do you deprioritize so you can feel successful? <laughs> that's another great question. Okay. So I, I'm trying to get past my guilt over this because like you said, it's impossible to do it all, but I am. I am really bad at texting people back right away. Uh, I love to ask a good question on social media and like start the conversation, but I do not want to respond. <laughs> like, I love like kind of fueling it and, and just learning about people, but I don't want to be the one that's like on top of every comment. And so I'm trying to, that's like actually like a current thing I'm, I'm, I've been like working on and thinking about that. I think it's okay. <laughs> like It's totally okay to just put something up and, leave it there. Um, I mean, Glennon Doyle has talked about this in Untamed and on her podcast that like, we shouldn't feel this obligation to be available 24 seven to people. And, and I'm personally more about intentional check-ins, like let's meet up for coffee. Well, coffee's not going to happen these days, but like, let's just catch up when we can and like throw everything at each other and, and take it all in and be more intentional about that with our time, but understand it's okay. If, if we don't text back right away, that's a big one for me. I would say taking care of myself and not that this is like, it's not necessarily a good thing, but I realized that I, I, we only do have like a certain amount of time every day to work on our stuff on, on things that really mean a lot to us. And so to me, it's, it's like, making decisions that are going to be in line with my big picture ideas and my big goals and, and making the right choice for me. And so that could look as simple as like, do I get more ready for the day or do I do that workout that I know I should be doing? Or do I use like this 20 minute chunk of time for things like doing a podcast with you, because I know it's going to be like, I mean, hopefully helpful for people <laughs> and, and make them feel seen and like make it things feel easier, give them permission, all that. Or do I, I don't know, scroll social media for 20 minutes. Um, there's just constant decision-making. And so being honest with myself on what I need and what I want is another big one. Going back to the choice of whether or not I spend, you know, the evening at my desk or on the couch with my husband after a girl has gone to bed. So we can actually have some time together. It's, it's, we can't do it all and have our sanity and our health and our well-being intact. So those are it for me, it comes down to little choices all throughout the day. So Hay Week's cards say what people really mean, but don't know how to express. Hmm. They're funny and they're lovely and they're soul touching. How do you curate those messages? And sometimes they really deal with hard topics. So when you're digging into those hard topics, does it send you down an emotional rabbit hole to create? Oh, it easily definitely can at the time of recording this there's our, our world is on fire <laughs> like it's i don't know i'm not laughing because it's fun it's just it's it's almost like unbelievable um but when you look at previous patterns in history it's not but like it, it's a lot i mean it's a lot for all of us for every single one of us um and i have had to learn with therapy and just constant work over the years even though i'm not like 
clinically depressed now, I know that it could come back at any time because that's how depression works and it doesn't necessarily need a reason. But yeah, I have had to do a lot of work to become aware of how much time and energy I give to certain topics. And I've gotten really good at, well, I've gotten okay at compartmentalizing things um, and reminding myself I'm not a bad person. I'm not mean. I'm not like inconsiderate if I'm not constantly thinking about the people on the receiving end of a card that is so desperately needed or just what's going on in our world so that I can learn enough about it, do my research in order to make a good card, like an effective card. Yeah. It's for me, it's about compartmentalizing, but I do absolutely go down rabbit holes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a pattern of it actually. (laughs) Like I, I will, like if something really awful happens, like the 4th of July, I mean, I, I, I need to allow myself a day to really process and just do nothing as hard as that is for me, but I have to feel my way through it before I can do something about it. Just in the damn card community feels like the answer to that a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels like us creating the time and space to kind of drop our love in the bucket of the world Mm -hmm. and maybe send some positive energy out into our communities and out into, you know, the people that matter in our lives, even if we don't see them all the time or don't talk to them. Tell me about this community and what was, I don't want to say goal per se, but like, what was the, the theme that you wanted to cultivate with this? Okay. So full disclosure, it was born out of my own need because I am terrible at sending cards. At least I was a lot more terrible than sending cards, which does not look great being the owner of a greeting card company. And so, no, but I, actually, Sarah, I think that's the, that's the real, real, I mean, why yes. did air, you know, why did Uber get invented? Cause right. they were on a trip and couldn't get a good, you know, couldn't get a uh-huh. cab. Like yeah. that's how it happens. Solving the problem. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. So and it's, yes, it, yeah. own that story, girl. If anything, it's further proof, right? That it is really hard for all of us to take the time out of our day to slow down and put pen to paper, even though we know like how much of an impact a card or like a handwritten note, or even like a really thoughtful text, if that's all you can do, like that means so much and we all know it. So I started it for my own need. And I just thought, I know myself well enough to know that I'm not great at doing things completely on my own, even running a business. Like it helps to have accountability partners and friends and people to talk out ideas. Same with the community. It's, it's, it's just easier. It's more fun. It takes the work out of writing a card, you know, and like dreading it and trying to find the right words. It, it's, I want to be the person that like that I want for myself. You know, I want to be the person that's like, here's, here's what we're going to do today. Don't overthink it. Let's just get it done. Here's a bunch of ideas around what you can say in the card. If you're stuck, raise your hand, like, let us know if you need help. It's just, it's a collaborative thing on our own. Like, and it's, it just makes it fun. Hour well spent every, every time I go, I feel great about it. And it feels really good to, to send those cards out. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I feel like of all the things I've created, the community to me is something I'm most proud of because it's, it's, it's lasting. No, one's going to reread a text probably, or a DM, but like, they're always going to have a card, even if it has one sentence in it or two sentences. So yeah, I'm really proud of it. And I hope, I hope like everyone on the planet joins it. Uh, Our last question is all about prioritizing quality of life. 
So what are you prioritizing right now to cultivate your quality of life? Okay. So I would say probably two things. One is, one is a mental thing and one is a physical thing. Mentally, it's a reminder to myself and just the understanding that I am doing all I can. I am reminding myself that I'm a woman in motion and things take time that I'm doing a pretty damn good job, uh, working on full-time ideas with very part-time hours. I'm always going to have full-time goals and ideas, but only those part-time hours to actually make them happen. So it's just simple math that it's just going to take more time. Uh, so it's just that reminder to myself. And I wanted to say that like from one mom to another that, yeah, it's a little unfair that we have to pour more into our work. I feel like than others do to make it happen, but it will happen. It just is a question of time. So, you know, mentally getting in that headspace and knowing it's a slow grind, it's a slow build, which thank God it is too, because I don't know that I'd be able to handle like an overnight success story or like going viral. Like that would actually sound like a nightmare to me right now. <laughs> um, so that's the mental. And then the physical thing, just like literally having fun and, and allowing time for it. And like, you know, the solo overnight trip that I booked myself, um, meeting up with girlfriends for dinner, like it doesn't have to be a big trip or anything, but just going all in with, you know, playing with my daughter out back and, playing unicorn freeze tag, like, which is just freeze tag. She just calls it unicorn freeze tag. I don't know, but just enjoying the little things, like allowing time for fun, because what the hell, like, when do we stop having fun? <laughs> like it's that we have to like schedule time for it sometimes, but, but yeah, we should just have more fun. I yeah. love it, Sarah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks. So good Thank you for getting up early and doing this. You're hey, my pleasure. Happy to what be time here. Do you wake up. Uh, it depends. I've um I've been teaching these classes later in the evenings, and so it's pushing my schedule later. So mm -hmm. um I have kind of dropped like my typical five a.m. wake up call. Before I was doing this um, cooking series with PCC, I was waking up at probably five ish most days, and then doing either exercise or work, mm -hmm. and then I'm on Ari come seven o'clock or whenever she wakes up, and then. Yeah you know, kind of like that seven to seven yeah. <laughs> rotation. So yeah, uh, she is in the process of dropping her nap, which has been a really oh, fun, wow. yeah, fun experiment. We signed her up for summer school, which she started yesterday. So oh, it was like, goodness. so wild to have, you know, two and a half hours. I was like, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Do you want, so this, I told you, and then, uh, and Selena about the camp that she's in and how it's this like wacky to like 1230 to three 30. Like what, is that, but, um, I feel like that's brilliant. Like it, I would be happy to have a 1230 to three 30. Cause then we could have our slow morning and spend time together. And then instead of like fighting with her for, you know, 45 yeah. minutes about she should be quiet in her bed or yeah. like putting on a show or whatever. It's like, Oh that's God, I could just true. have her be in a camp and she, she'd be pumped. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay. This is like such a Seattle thing. I have to share. So we signed her up for this camp. It's at the Y at the gym. And, um, it's, it's called like as the minis sports sampler camp. And I was like, Oh, so like the description made it sound like she's going to try, you know, different sports each day and like, see which one is fun for her. I was like, great. Signed her up. So I pick her up yesterday and 
I was like, oh, what sport did you guys do today? Um, and she's like, oh, we didn't do any sports. And then I was like, okay. But then she hands me this painting that she made by pouring different colors of paint in a tray and then rolling a golf ball through it. <laughs> this is so Seattle. Sure. Uh, this feels very Berkeley. This doesn't even feel yeah. Seattle. This feels like so Berkeley. This is yeah. Like yeah. Painting as a sport, which you know what? Thumbs up. Great. I know. Great. She's so Great. happy about it. That's yeah. all I care about ultimately. Great. So thrilled. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Um, I want to join that camp. That sounds awesome. I know. Me too. You are a vision. We love you. Just keep, uh, keep going, girl. Thank you. And I'm going to put all of your links in the episode notes so everybody can find you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank all you. right. Heart you. All right. Later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. If you're in a cooking rut or just looking for healthy, feel great recipes that are completely doable, subscribe to the seasonal recipe bundle and receive seasonal recipe packs each quarter with amazing pro tips to save you time and help you get ahead of your week. So cooking feels sustainable and attainable. These are more than just recipes, you guys. It's having meals and techniques at your fingertips that leave you and your family feeling great. Here's what members are saying. The SRB is 100. Tuna crostini, snap peas, and chimichurri shrimp are all delicious. I can't wait to try the rest. Melissa D says, I now love the idea of making a batch of soup at the beginning of each week. It makes it so much easier to make good food choices during the week, and I'm already cutting back on takeout. Subscribe to the annual membership for only $45 and add 24 recipes to your toolbox this year. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithlife.com in the shop. And thanks. If you can, please drop your eyes closed. Bring your hands together at your heart center. Interlace your fingers and press your palms forward and up. Take a big inhale and expand your lungs. Lift your ribs. And as you exhale, let your arms go wide and down, reaching out to the sides. Let them settle in your lap. Again, inhale, drop the shoulders down and back and settle into your seat for just a moment. Notice where you're at mentally, where you're at energetically, and just generally how you feel physically. Don't add any commentary to this. It's just a tuning in or checking in to just see where you're at. No right or wrong. And as you tune in, see if you can relax the space behind your eyes. Feel for your eyeballs to get very heavy your eyelids to be heavy and the eyebrows to be heavy as if they could just kind of drip down the sides of your temples and notice what that does to your jaw and to your neck and to your shoulders take another deep inhale 
fill the belly and the lungs and the chest with air. And then exhale, slowly let everything go. When you're ready, swallow once and gently blink the eyes open. Okay, have a great day. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space, more breathing room, more energy. Have a great day.